Hi, dreamers. This is Lucy, and welcome to another episode of the Self Made Expats with Lucy Jan, where I interview expats from all across the globe to share their inspiring and motivating stories. Today, I'm here with Jacqueline Demunk, the co-founder and the chief marketing officer at Mangtas, a curated marketplace for B2B services. Jacqueline was born and raised in the Philippines, and after she worked in the Philippines for a couple of years after she graduated from university, she moved to Belgium in 2010. Now we are in 2022, so she's been living in Belgium for almost 12 years now, and I'm so curious about her journey. <laughs> She's now living in Belgium with her husband and her four-year-old son, and also with a soon-to-be-born daughter. She is indeed a superwoman, I believe. Before she founded Mangtas in 2021 with her two other co-founders, she also worked in corporate for over 10 years. And I am very excited about today's interview with Jacqueline. So, welcome to the show, Jacqueline. So great to have you here today. Hi, Lucy. It's also so great to to be here. I'm I'm sure oh. we're gonna have a great time. <laughs> yes, I mean before before we hit the recording, we we had like casual chat, and then I already you know am having so much fun chatting with you. So I'm so excited to learn more about you today and hear all your stories. So I'm so ready for it today. <laughs> Me too. So. Let's get this show on the road. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, okay. So you are from the Philippines, um, yes, that's and beautiful Philippines, um, and, and warm. I, so, yes, warm. <laughs> <laughs> great people, great food, great culture. And I saw that um, you studied entrepreneurship at the university. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm wondering, like, did you dream of being an entrepreneur since you were young? Well, um, I think you know, kids don't really um, maybe dream of being an entrepreneur. You know, when you're a kid, you want to be a doctor or uh, an, a lawyer, or I don't know what kid wants to become a lawyer. Maybe, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, they don't really grasp the concept of entrepreneurship. Mm. However, I I did. Want to start um, selling stuff when I was a, a kid, you know, like I when my mom would go to the market, I'd ask her to buy these set of plastic toys, and then I'd take them to school and then sell them to my classmates. What? <laughs> and then I'd pay my mom back with the you know and ask and with a profit, you know, I'd just save it up and then and then keep it and then ask her to, <laughs> you know, you didn't need a special license to sell when you were a kid, but. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and so wow. you know it it started uh, um, at such an early age, but yeah, I didn't put any any thing any word to it, or you know, I didn't dream of wanting to like continue doing business, and that was already like you know doing business when when I was young, and then yeah, so you know through throughout the years, I've always had these um, inclinations to you know. Start something or or, mm. or do business, and uh, well, my my parents have always encouraged me to be independent, and so you know my my interest in entrepreneurship and then their support has just uh, gotten or grown. 
And as I got, you know, older, you know, marketing and economics and then business stories, they they always I was always drawn towards these kind of stories. And I think you are too, considering that you know your podcast is all about expats and then and their stories. Mm-hmm. So yeah. interesting, you know? Yeah. And then, it is. You know, when I got to university, they didn't really um well, it was just the right time because they started offering entrepreneur an entrepreneurship course when before that it didn't even exist yet. You know, you have management uh, majors or uh, accounting majors, but entrepreneurship is was it was so new back yeah. then. And we were the pioneering batch, and so yeah, that's how that's how it started. Yeah, because that's that's why I find it really fascinating because, you know, like I, I've seen like schools with economics or accounting or management courses, but like entrepreneurship, it's, it's like really fascinating, right? Um, so yeah, so I was like, yeah, so that's why I really wanted to ask you this question. Um, yeah, and, and I don't know, it seems like, you know, like some entrepreneurs do have this kind of like childhood story like oh when I was young you know I I had this lemonade you know place where I just like sell lemonade and stuff like that you know I I hear some stories like that wow but like yeah that's that's uh that's amazing it means like since you were young like when you were young you were thinking about profits and stuff like that right well it it was more like yeah, I want to to do this and earn something, and then you know you you have that like like adrenaline rush. I think wow. <laughs> if I remember, like, you know, it's just exciting for for a kid mm. like you know to sell to your classmates, and then also you see their faces. Oh, I want this or I like this, and you know make them happy. But then at the same time, you make yourself happy because wow. you're you're earning something, and then you can actually buy something that you want and I was never the really the type to ask my parents for anything when I wanted something I, I wanted to save up for it and then wow. get it myself so <sighs> that was also a motivator for me wow and then did anybody teach you about like you know you can I don't know you can kind of like you know sell something and get the margin out of it like or did you watch on tv or did you how did you know like all this concept just i'm just really curious well uh, well i was really very young back then lucy so i don't remember but for sure i didn't have like any any role models that i could um think of at that time but i think i it was just mm. it was just something that i i I thought of of doing back in the day there wasn't any YouTube or yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I just 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 thought like yeah mom can you get <laughs> can you <Wow>. you're <laughs> no, yeah, born to be just... an entrepreneur I guess <laughs> <laughs> well, I, uh, I hope so but it's just you know, it's just an interest <laughs> <laughs> wow really fascinating okay so and then uh, you went to the university in the Philippines, and then you worked there for a couple of years, and then mm-hmm. uh, you moved to Belgium in 2010, 12 years yes. ago. So 
I mean, okay, like, could you share with us, like, you know, your whole journey? I'm just really curious, like, what made you move to Belgium? And, you know, was it a difficult decision or was it an easy decision? Because, like, from the Philippines and to Belgium is quite far, right? And the cultural differences and yeah, everything. So, practically um, halfway across the world <laughs> from the wow. Philippines, if you look at the... Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, tell us, tell us your story. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, not to make it too long, <laughs> but it's, it's my husband's fault that I'm here. <laughs> so oh. my husband is Belgian. Yeah, and it was. Uh, <laughs> and um, well, yeah, I, 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 I met my husband, and it was the most practical um, decision. My ex-boyfriend, you know, now husband. <laughs> it was the most. Oh, oh my God, I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was my boyfriend that's then, but now he's my ex-boyfriend. Yes, yes, that's true. <laughs> that is true. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, it made more sense for for me to move here than for him to move to the Philippines. Plus, you know, we couldn't have a a marriage that's long distance, so somebody had to move. Yeah, and uh, so so that was me. And you know, when you're in love and <laughs> you. All decisions are are easy, you know, and you you make it with your heart. So yeah, okay, fine, okay. I'll I, I love you. I'll move, I'll move here, and you know, there's no no regrets when it comes to that decision. You know, when you move for for love, that's you know the 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 best reason there is. But um, it was I have a funny anecdote though before I moved here so you know you have to process your papers and then the embassy asked me one of the requirements was to write the embassy a letter to tell them or kind of like convince them why mm -hmm. they should accept me moving here or you know why oh. they should grant me permission wow. to, okay. to move to Belgium so I really I, I didn't even print out the letter i just hand wrote I, I sent them a handwritten letter you know telling them that well you know my 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 boyfriend is here because we we weren't married yet at that time my boyfriend is here and you know we're thinking about um starting a life in belgium but don't worry if belgium is too cold for me or <laughs> doesn't suit me i i will not hesitate to go back home to the philippines and that's oh. what i wrote in my letter <laughs> so funny and my friend's like i can't believe you sent that letter to the embassy <laughs> but wow. i mean you have to be you have to be honest i think they they prefer people yeah. to, to be honest about the reasons instead of you know faking faking yeah. reasons so well, wow. I'm here now. So. <laughs> wow. I mean, wow. That's, I mean, first of all, I love love stories, you know, and I <laughs> really think that is, you know, one of, one of the best decisions, like to move to another country, right? You fall in love with someone and then you move to a new country to be with him or to be with her. I think this is a, such a great reason to, to yeah. move to another country. I mean, like it's such a, such a, good story and then now like you're married and you have like beautiful you know four-year-old boy and then soon to be born daughter and uh it's been 12 years so uh yeah i mean yeah. good for you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like yeah but i'm just really curious like 
you know, you mentioned briefly earlier that like, you know, if Belgium is really too cold for you, you know, you're not going to hesitate to move back to the Philippines. So I guess like, you know, I mean, Philip, the Philippines, the weather is really hot, you know, whole year. So, mm-hmm. you know, what, what was some challenges that you faced in your first year? Usually the first year is the most difficult year because you get, you, you need to adjust to a new culture and new environment, mm-hmm. et cetera. Right. So yeah. Well, what were some challenges and what was your kind of like first impression of Belgium? Well, um, well, the first challenge uh, came before I moved here. So it was, I would be, would have been, I, I moved here just like in the middle of winter. So that was in January of 2010. And so before coming here, I wanted to do some shopping, <laughs> like <Okay. laughs> what most girls would normally do. <laughs> but I wanted to go shopping for winter clothes. But then in the country, an exotic country like the Philippines, you know, you just you don't just go into shops and then expect to find winter jackets or winter clothes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Why winter clothes in an exotic country, right? So I couldn't find really any any winter jackets uh, in the, in the shops. So, but luckily, my my husband he he already um sort of went shopping before I came Aww. here because yeah, he knew I didn't have a you know a winter jacket or wow. a scarf. Yeah, we didn't do we didn't have that. So he he kind of just asked the sales ladies in the store that were kind of my size to Oh yeah. <laughs> but they were happy to oblige. So that's great customer service. And oh my gosh, so, nice. so sweet of him. <laughs> Wow, he went yeah. shopping for you, and he bought all the winter clothes. Oh my god! Oh my gosh! <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, so. I had that. I had them ready when I when I moved here, but with the our side of Belgium, they that English isn't uh, an official language here, and in our side, they speak Flemish or what most people commonly know as Dutch. So Belgium mm-hmm. has like three official languages. Flemish and then French and German and we live in the in the Flemish side the Dutch speaking side and so that was already uh uh there was already a language barrier there that proved to be a challenge and also you know during the the first year we yeah we were still you know boyfriend and girlfriend we had been all together already for for a year but when you actually start living together then you know you kind of discover more about each other and so but we weren't able to easily identify what was like a personality difference and a mm. cultural difference oh so yes. that's a, yeah wow that's a, that's <laughs> so that such a was, good point yeah. Yeah, that proved to be an extra challenge because, you know, at at the end of this like um at the end of maybe a, a discussion or there's like some some conflict, but then you realize it wasn't because you had a different personality, it was because you had a different culture and then mm-hmm. the other did just didn't understand that it was, you know, it's just different when it comes mm-hmm. to, to the culture if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. It does. It does. Yeah, it does. 
So that wow. was really interesting. And yeah, after you know, after a long time of being together, every now and then it still happens. But then you get you already you kind of become an expert at identifying what it is, and then it becomes less and less. But you just have to to go to go over go over that. Wow. But um, I remember um, in the first year when we talk about challenges because there was a language barrier. So after ten, ten, just 10 days after arriving in Belgium, I immediately in, enrolled in Dutch courses because, yeah, I wanted to learn the, the language right away. And, uh, well, another challenge that I encountered is when you move to another country, everybody already has their set of friends. And I'm, I'm quite a yes. social person mm -hmm. you know they mm -hmm. already have their group of friends and mm -hmm. uh, which gets me to thinking now which is why probably like expat communities or you know they're so big in other mm -hmm. countries because these are people who move to another country but then they don't have a community yet or a set of friends so mm -hmm. you just join it and then you find new friends and then you you just hang out together mm -hmm. and uh, however in my case Well, I have really loved doing sports um, mm -hmm. growing up. Like I played football since since I was young. So when I came here, I did two two things. Like enrolled in a Dutch class, and then I, my husband and I, we joined a, a frisbee, an ultimate frisbee team. Wow! And so that's where I met my first friends here in Belgium. <gasps> I think it's a it's a really good way to meet like-minded people through the hobby that that we do. Yes. Right? Yeah, because like at least there's one thing in common <laughs> in the group, which yes. is your hobby. <laughs> And that's still the advice that I give to my friends whenever they move to another country, like think of your hobby or a hobby mm -hmm. that you want to do or a sport that you want to do and sign up for for a club. And that's where you meet your yeah. Yeah. That's where you can meet new friends, and at least don't feel you don't feel so alone in a, in a yeah. new country. And you can share at least your interests with other people. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I've also been living abroad, and I know that like you know, it, it become it gets really lonely at first. Um, you know, even if you have somebody there, even if you have a friend there, but still. It's not the same as, you know, living in our home country where we are surrounded by like our childhood friends and family, all the people that we already mm -hmm. have known for years and years. Right. So, um, yeah, um, definitely. I, I resonate with you a lot when you were talking about all the challenges. <laughs> But I'm curious, how's uh, how's Dutch? Wasn't it like difficult to to learn? How long did it take for you to kind of like be able to casually have a conversation in Dutch, maybe in the supermarket or, I don't know, in a, in a daily life? Hmm. Well, um, I, I remember that I took classes for, for a year and a half. And then after that, I, I felt that I was comfortable enough to go out into the Dutch-speaking world and then, you know, <laughs> speak, speak the language because um well uh one of the challenges personal challenges that i have is i'm a bit of a perfectionist so mm. and i think for most adults as well which is which is why kids just 
learn a language so fast is because there's no shame when they're yeah. when they're speaking. They just like blurt out whatever words they know and then just adjust along the way. <laughs> the way mm-hmm. kind of like an agile methodology of learning a, a language without realizing it. But for adults, we want it to be you know structured and we want to consider yeah. the, the grammar and maybe my my perfectionism doesn't even have a anything to to do to do with this it's just a normal adult mindset that you don't want to speak it unless you speak it perfectly or unless you speak mm-hmm. it well because you're embarrassed that others yeah. might judge you or just might no, you know, why, why are you speaking in, in Dutch when you can't even speak it well? But yes. then that's just in our heads. I know. So mm-hmm. I had to, yeah, I had to, it was a challenge to to um, go go past that. Mm-hmm. And, but I did, I did tr- start talking to kids because I like how kids are are blunt when mm. you say mispronounce something or you yeah, say something yeah. <laughs> they just tell you but yes, with adults yes, yes. they also just um if they as long as they understand what you're saying even if you're not saying it correctly they're just gonna say yeah you know, they're just gonna reply anyway they won't yeah, correct true. you because mm. for fear of embarrassing you yeah or... true yes. <laughs> so i i loved uh trying out my Dutch with the kids mm-hmm. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. when it came to the adults I had to specifically ask them you know if if I say something incorrectly just tell me so that I mm-hmm. I know but yeah that was that was the the challenging part but then yeah after a year as well I told my 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 husband was already my husband then and mm-hmm. I told him well if you if you don't speak to me, we I have to start speaking in Dutch you know we're so used to speaking to each other in English yeah. but as of right now I've I've done so much wow. effort learning Dutch we should just start speaking in Dutch so I can practice it but if you continue speaking to me in English I won't answer you yeah. <laughs> oh, wow <gasps> so, so did you guys yeah. like start speaking Dutch from it was difficult at first mm-hmm. um, because we're so used to speaking in English. But yeah. you know, just like a, a startup, you just have to cross. <laughs> <laughs> just like and anything. Yes, <laughs> in yes, fact, yes. it's a, the start that's usually hard and then it just gets easier and easier along the way. And that's what happened with Dutch. Mm-hmm. I, I really love what you just said, like, start it is a little bit difficult but like it gets easier and easier i really like that what you said <laughs> so okay um so are there what were some other kind of like cultural differences that you experienced in in belgium maybe the food must be very different as well <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> very very different lucy i i remember my my friends here they would get shocked that i ate rice in the morning oh <laughs> because in the oh. philippines <laughs> we just eat rice three times a day <laughs> same in korea too like it's changing now but like i used to we used to eat rice like morning yeah. breakfast lunch dinner yeah, really? it's common. Well, yeah. Nowadays, like it's changing, but like before, like when I was in when I was like 
in school. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's so normal. No, it's so normal. <laughs> even for us now, too. yeah, normal. Yeah, even now, if I want to eat rice, yeah, I will go eat a rice. Yeah, Nobody eat will rice. tell. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we are rice people. We just yeah. love rice. <laughs> and they're like, huh? You eat rice three times a day? <laughs> like,、oh. yeah. I mean, we sometimes eat like. Fried chicken with rice in the morning—it's、oh, it's fine yeah, if it's leftover.、Yeah. If it's left, like leftover chicken, you're really hungry at、oh, breakfast, and、yeah. you know, why yeah. not? Exactly. Why not? Bacon or, or or you know hot dogs or all this、mm-hmm. healthy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so that was that was one. Or when when you go to parties here, it's usually the Like drinks or、mm. maybe finger food, but Philippine parties they're full of food. So <laughs> wow, like you know they have everything, like a, a whole buffet. But here the parties are more subdued. <laughs> when it comes you know to what?、Food. Yeah, I mean you know what? Like I didn't know that, but like it's very similar to Korea actually. What in Korea as well? When we go out party, like. You know, we're not just drinking. Like, even if we go to a pub, we go to pub,、mm-hmm. then like we order fried chicken or even fried rice as well. There are so many. Like, we don't just drink like beer only. You know what I mean? Like, we order like food together with exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we do that too. Yeah, same. And then like, like for example, in Korea, we when we go out like at seven p.m. in the evening, and that's like first round. And the second round,、yeah. we do it like maybe nine p.m. and we eat again like <laughs> other food we drink. And then like maybe like if we are like really go out and party, maybe four in the morning, we go to another restaurant and <laughs> we eat soup. <laughs> you know, as a yes. <laughs> As like a a finisher for yeah, exactly <laughs> exactly that's 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 the party you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> now that's a party <laughs>、mm-hmm. sometimes I think I think we even eat more than we drink <laughs> yeah yeah same same I think it's a cur- really definitely is a cultural difference yeah yeah、mm-hmm. it is so well what I used to to do was and I think I still I still do that. I eat before going to a party, just so I don't get hungry. I know what you mean. Same. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll just get a whole tray for myself and then eat it in the party. But of course, that's not the the appropriate way to do it. So I eat before. Oh my gosh! So true.、So、that's also a、yeah. tip. Yeah.、Get. Oh my gosh, that's a brilliant tip. That's a really a practical tip because, like, if you know, you wouldn't know, like, if you haven't lived in Europe, right? You expect, like, maybe like you're from the Philippines or Korea or other parts in in Asia, then you might kind of like expect there are some food <laughs> there,、yeah. right? When you're drinking, but like, if there's no food, like, oh my gosh, you're gonna be hungry whole night,、yeah. right? You're gonna be.、Um, it's a culture shock. <laughs> yeah, it's a culture shock. Yeah, that's actually a really good one. I haven't heard about this as a culture shock. It's actually a real culture shock, actually. The culture difference.、Yeah. So, a tip: <laughs> if you're Asian and you go to a European party, better eat first better before eat. going to. Yes. <laughs> to the tip of the day. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the best tip. Very important life-altering <laughs> tip. <laughs> definitely. Definitely.
Wow. So you mentioned earlier about, uh, you know, speaking Dutch, uh, you know, they, you know, in Belgium, people, you know, in the parts where you live right now, you know, people speak Dutch. How was your, I'm really curious, how, how was your experience with, you know, finding a job in Belgium at first when you arrived here? Because obviously, I, I assume they require Dutch, mm-hmm. right? So, it, it, yeah. How, yeah. Can you share with us some more about like your journey? Well, uh, yeah, I was really, it seemed, I was bombarded with one challenge yeah. after after the other. You know, moving here, there's so many changes. There's like a difference in climate, a difference in language, a difference in culture. I had to adjust to, you know, getting to to know my husband and in our personal yeah. life, you know, living, living with somebody, living in a, you know, in a, in a, in a, in a house with, uh, with somebody and, you know, other, 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 all other factors. So everything was new to me. So, but when it comes to, and then after, after studying Dutch and, you know, you're confident, okay, I've spent like almost two years studying Dutch. I'm ready to go out to, <laughs> the, to the job market and find a job, continue my career that I, you know, I already had in the Philippines. But then when I started looking for, for jobs, they also required French. And I, that was like a bombshell. A oh bomb my gosh. From really? Me. Yeah, most of the jobs that you know fit my profile also required the the candidates to speak French fluently, and that was such a wow moment for me. Yeah. <laughs> wow, in the opposite sense, like what? <laughs> you know, I went through all that effort, and then now I have to learn yeah. French. No. Because that's a lot, you know, yeah. Yeah, I studied entrepreneurship. My background is in in business, so you had to be able to converse in Dutch and you know send emails in in Dutch or in in French. And then you know I felt so 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 lost and discouraged at yeah. that time. Like, how can I ever stand a chance if? You know the other candidates are are from here. They're, and they're native Dutch speakers, and you know they've been exposed to French. The only French I knew at that time was Bonjour. Or, <laughs> no, just that, I can't. I couldn't. I couldn't use that. You know, in a professional environment. Yeah. Just that. So, yeah, it was. Um, it was a. That was definitely a challenge. And so, but what I did, you know, just try to. Okay, come on, Jackie. You can. You can do it. You've yes. you've come this far. So I, and oh, what I also want to, what I also realized was that you you could get English speaking jobs, mm-hmm. but um, out of principle, I wanted to get a, a jo- Dutch, well, no, a job where I could speak Dutch because I made all that effort. So why would wow. I get an English speaking job? <laughs> I know it's as if, wow. you know, I just learned Dutch for nothing. So, you know, me and my, my principles <laughs> and, uh, and I also didn't have like a, a science background. So there it's okay. It's okay if your Dutch isn't so, so good at science anyway. So the general, generally they speak English and like in the lab, laboratories, the terms are, are in English or in tech 
for example, mm-hmm. when you're doing mm-hmm. codes or you know, universal. So mm-hmm. that would have been fine. But in business, you have to yeah. be able to converse in, in Dutch and also adds to your credibility if you're, you know, if you're Dutch is uh, if you're if your communication skills, native yeah. communication skills are good. But so yeah, I I tried to to move on. I subscribe to like interim jobs mm-hmm. um uh, job agencies and oh, then okay. the, the jobs that I could get like my first job was to they offered me to clean a hotel you know these the mm-hmm. um cleaning maids so I was like I went to university but <laughs> no this is a, this is a job that I could could cat okay fine you know with any job you can learn something so that was wow. what I, I told myself with any job you could learn something okay fine I'm gonna I'm gonna take this so I did that part-time for for a couple of, of months I cleaned you know hotels and but it did it still surprisingly taught me a lot about you know how yeah. to how to move fast how to how to c- clean up because yeah. <laughs> you know in in the Philippines you have people who clean your house for you and so you know if you want to be a a good asian wife you have to know how to <laughs> also <laughs> be able to, to clean your own house to learn, you know yeah, yeah. It, it was it was so i didn't regret that bit at all um, it was hard work so you know you also appreciate you start to appreciate the things that you didn't appreciate before so now when i go to hotels i make sure to leave a tip because i know the person mm-hmm. who my hotel room is you know it's a lot of work to to do it and i've experienced it and so that's uh, that's the that's a thing that i learned but then in the meantime i took up uh, business night classes because he- here back in the day if you wanted to start your own business you had to have uh, that uh, business certificate to be able to start a business all entrepreneurs had to have that so in the meantime I took um, Dutch um, business night classes for a year and then so whenever after after a year when I got my certificate I was ready to to start uh, a business (laughs) so yeah in between that happened and I tried I tried several ones actually like a luxury travel and tours to the Philippines business but you know that that didn't work out after a while I tried a professional organizing <laughs> business also like a small crafts business but then you know in between life life also happens like you know my um my my father passed away all of a sudden a couple of years ago so you know it's not something that you you recover from overnight <laughs> mm-hmm. but you know, then on the on the brighter side you know, I also became a mom <laughs> a couple yeah. of years ago so yeah that also took up a lot of my my time and energy and in Europe, you have to be a super mom because you know there's there's no help. Like in the Philippines, you have your nanny, our nannies, and you know the rest of the village to to help rest us. Rest of the village, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then here, here 
um, in Belgium, I find that, yeah, you have to just be a solid team with you and your husband, in our case anyway, because it's only us raising our kid. Yeah. Wow. I mean, first of all, you know, um, I, I'm sorry to hear that you, your, your father all of a sudden passed away, especially like when you're living abroad, you're far away from, from your home country. And it, you know, I'm, I'm sure you were really surprised when you, when you hear the news, right? And then, yeah, it must have been a, a hard time, definitely. But, uh, yeah, but as you said, on the bright side, you, had a had a son right and now uh, he's four years old right so um and you have like beautiful daughter soon to be born <laughs> <laughs> so yep. and yeah and then i you know when you talk about your 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 first like the job the the cleaning job in hotel yeah mm-hmm. I, I i admire that you took the job i mean i I agree with you, you know, no matter what you do, like you definitely, there's definitely something that you learn out of it. Um, so yeah, yeah. uh, really, yeah. Good on you. (laughs) Really. (laughs) So, so, so I'm curious, like you mentioned a couple of other business that you, that yet, that you try to, uh, that you tried. So it means Mm -hmm. that before Mangtas, you already, you also like kind of like, tried different kind of like entrepreneur journey before is that was that you yes. were saying oh wow yeah, yeah. I no. didn't know that okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you know it's not it's not something that you know we normally I think for entrepreneurs it's you know you just want to put out the the business that you you've successfully started and then just keep keep to yourselves to yourself the ones that actually failed. And I know a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, with this type of experience. Yeah, you know, I have failed startups, but it's not really something that I you know. It's not something that you you blurt out on on LinkedIn because mm-hmm. yeah, it's just it's just I think a, a normal a, a natural thing. But then the takeaways that you get from from your your other trial and error are mm. something that you take with you along your your entrepreneurship journey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. I'm sure you you you've learned a lot, you know, uh, from 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 your journey. So so yeah, that, that I, I want to talk more about like you know your business now, Mangtes. Um, you know, you founded uh, in 2021 last year. Yes. Uh, with two other co-founders, I I checked your website and the you know the services and everything. It seems really cool. Uh, I'm I, yeah, I'm sure there are many like client side and vendor side like who really mm-hmm. needs a company like yours because yeah. So I, tell me more about uh, your company. Um, h- how did how did it all start? And then yeah, tell us more. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. So, well, um, we we came up with this, this idea last year in the in the middle of the pandemic, and uh, one of uh, my co-founders, our CEO, is a very good friend of mine. Actually, one of my my closest friends. And you know how they say that you shouldn't start a business with your friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah, we did it. We did it anyway, and it's working well for us. I think because 
you know, we're just so so close. We can easily communicate with each other if there's something that's mm. that's wrong or something that needs to be done. There's no more, yeah, you know, weighing if the you'd offend the person because we're just yeah. we're just you know we've just known each other since we were kids. So you know we're we're past that stage already. We can tell we can be blunt mm-hmm. with with each other, but then at the same time we. No, have when we're we're talking business, then it's business, and then if mm-hmm. it's friendship, then you know we can just go 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 crazy like like friends and kid <laughs> around. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you know what I mean. So yeah, we start started with my CEO or our our CEO and our CCO, who we met through a common a common friend. So the element of trust is already there because he's a good friend of yeah, a good friend. Yeah. So you know, you can you could vouch for for him. And so far, you know, if you we we realized and I've realized as well that you have to have a solid base, uh, a solid foundation when it comes to your co-founders. You have to have a good relationship. There should be trust, you know, this element yeah. of trust because this is ultimately kind of like a, a marriage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think a lot of entrepreneurs refer to a business as kind of like being a, a marriage because you know you have to take a, a lot of factors into consideration, make things work, yeah. communicate mm-hmm. with each other, you know, mm-hmm. be a team, help each yeah. other, help each other out, fill in, um, do um, extra legwork when needed, and not just stick to your own to your mm. own thing. And uh, well, when we we came up with Mangtas because of challenges that we've encountered in the past, like you know, you have these freelancing platforms, and then you hire freelancers to do a certain task. But at a certain point in a business cycle, you need more than a freelancer to do yeah. things uh, for you. And uh, especially for startups or scale-ups, you don't have like this massive budget to just keep on Mm -hmm. hiring talent Mm -hmm. in-house. And besides, there are agencies that are specialized in certain things that even if you, you know, hire somebody to who's also specialized in in a particular a particular field, a team doing it for you is just more more feasible and also surprisingly more cost effective mm. so we we came up with our idea for a vendor marketplace to fill in this bridge we're not competing against freelancing platforms that's another thing that at a, you know instead of hiring different uh, freelancers or several freelancers and eventually this will eat up your time as an entrepreneur because you have to communicate with this person and this person and this mm. person whereas if you deal with a vendor agency you just communicate with their team leader and then say what your requirements are and then you know just oh. focus the rest of your time on handling your business and then let them handle that certain project or task that you you want them to handle and then when that's done Oh wow! Then you know you can you can move on to to another thing, and then you don't have that also that extra a baggage of having to pay for somebody every month. You know, you just you know you have this project in mind, you have a certain budget, and then you allocate that for your 
your agency. And that's what we're we're trying to offer. We're building a platform where clients can go and and sign up and then find the the ideal or the perfect agency that they're looking for for their for their projects. And then mm. where agencies can also sign up for free and then be found by clients. Mm. But our main focus as well is on reliability because it's so easy to find agencies online. However, mm-hmm. how can you know if they're you know, reliable or not? Usually yeah. it's word of mouth. Like, have you have you worked with you know this uh web web designing agency or yeah. you know if you want an app to be made have you you know you asked your network if they worked yeah. with any any agency that was good and and you know what agency did you use when you had your app made or mm-hmm. you know what so these type of things uh, it takes it takes up time as well mm-hmm. and so and it's also not you know not sure if you know somebody or if you find an agency online and that's one of the the pain points that we're trying to address is when you you find uh, instead of finding a vendor online and not being sure whether they can deliver or not mm-hmm. i mean yeah they can say that they deliver on their website but yeah you know, you, the true test is when you actually start doing business with them. So we're making sure to vet the vendors that are on the platform so that we can just match them with the clients that will be looking for them mm. or for their services. Wow. Yeah. I mean like that. that yeah. Uh, yeah. I really like it because especially, you know, Yeah. I mean, reliability is the number one. Like, I mean, cost is definitely uh, an important factor. But at the same time, um, if I can if I can hire a team who I can really trust, who can really deliver everything that they promised, I would rather pay a little bit more. Not like huge, but I would rather pay a little exactly. bit more. Yeah, and then like you know, ask give give them some projects because I can trust yeah. them, right? It's and so much better. extra like, assurance that, yeah. yes, you may be spending a little bit more. Our platform mm-hmm. fees, 10%, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah, that's just for the use of the platform and, and its services. And there's so many you know benefits that come together with it for just a minimal fee. But then, yeah, the assurance that you won't be wasting your time and then secondly, wasting your money mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. just collaborating with no, a vendor that can actually deliver on the services mm-hmm. that you require. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's super cool. Wow. Um, yeah, and then um, you know, I saw that uh, that you know, it, you mentioned that is you know, you found this company in the middle of pandemic, which is just like mm-hmm. not a long time ago, right? One year and a, and a half, I guess, like March twenty twenty one, I believe, right? Yeah, um, we started building our platform then. And uh, and uh, well, Wouter he's he has a, the, a he's the tech uh, he has a tech background, mm-hmm. so he's the one who initially started building building the platform the moment mm-hmm. that we came up with with the idea. Wow! And now you know you have twenty one employees, if I'm not mistaken. Is that it's 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 quite a huge milestone, 
right? <laughs> I mean, I mean, March 2021, and now you already <laughs> have like 21 employees. This is really huge, a huge milestone. What do you think um, contributed the most to your company's growth? Well, um, um, knock on wood. No, we had uh, we had yes, a, yes, of course, uh, knock on wood. Yes. <laughs> along, <laughs> along the way. Well, there, you know, we're, we're Asians. We have Asian, uh, you know, it's the Asian connection. <laughs> yes, maybe. yes, yes. And of uh, yes. also our connection to to the Philippines. So, um, yeah, I grew up in the Philippines, and then uh, Wouter, our CEO, he's Belgian, but he also grew up in the Philippines, pretty much. And uh, yeah, in the beginning, to save up on costs or to be more cost effective we onboarded interns Mm -hmm. to help us out so in the development team we had interns in the marketing team we had interns as well but the they just did such a a a great job that we (laughs) eventually just got them on board as contractors and then well and then you know we started hiring for our like vendor alliance team so then yeah we started um having people there like in-house in-house and then yeah little by little it just uh, grew along the way so we had some more interns and then they did amazing <laughs> again and so yeah we onboarded them as contractors and uh, yeah, personally, I love working with interns because mm-hmm. they're just so enthusiastic and energetic. Yeah. And then they just want to put all of what they've learned in the past four years, you know, into practice. Mm, yeah. just, they have this <laughs> I love. I just love their energy. <laughs> so mm. it's such a, you know, it's such a, it's such a joy and I'm enjoying a lot working. Uh, I, mean, I have, you know, I'm, I'm lucky to enjoy what I do and I'm you know I'm grateful for for what has come my way you know I'm grateful mm. for what uh, how our startup is evolving and so you know I can only hope for better things in in the months and years to come of course of course and yeah I mean having a great team is definitely you know one of the yes. most important to you know ha- you know have your startup you know successfully growing and evolving right um, yeah i'm glad you pointed that out lucy like you know a great team uh, a fantastic set of co-founders mm-hmm. and a supportive partner <laughs> mm-hmm. wow you know? Yeah, that that also that's not to be underestimated. You have to have a a great balance at work and also mm-hmm. in your personal life. Uh, initially, I thought that you know I could get away doing this part time because yeah, after all, my son is still four, mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. so I said, okay, when if we're going to do this, I can only do this part time because I don't want to take away time that I you know for my son and the kids to just grow grow up so fast and time Mm -hmm. flies but then you know in the end it has been more than a full-time job and it's just a matter of balancing balancing Mm -hmm. your time with work and with your family so 
making sure that everything is scheduled, everything is efficient, everything's planned out. So <laughs> <laughs> professional organizing helped as well. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, okay, just a couple more questions. Um, then uh, being an entrepreneur, what do you like the most about being an entrepreneur? Also, what are the challenges of being an entrepreneur? Well, what I love most about being an entrepreneur is the just the, the energy and the the creativity and just the entrepreneurship stories are just so inspiring and motivating. Don't you mm -hmm. agree? <laughs> oh, yeah, I I absolutely agree. <laughs> and, and that's that's what. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. No. Okay, you know, it can be, you know, sometimes a lonely, a lonely journey because you, you know, you have all of these ideas as well, but then, you know, you can't just readily share it or, or you might get judged because <laughs> of your ideas or, you know, not everybody is as supportive or I mean, why, why would you, why don't you just, you know, get a day job? <laughs> Instead, <laughs> why do you always have to, to start something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's already one one challenge uh, mm -hmm. you know lack of of support from from the people that you need support from which you know I'm 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 so again happy that I get that from from my husband in the beginning he was also like how how why he had to still wrap his head around it why I always tried to keep on starting something yeah. <laughs> I always had these ideas and then like oh you know because <laughs> we both come from traditional families that you know have mm -hmm. day jobs mm -hmm. so but yeah through the years he has uh, come to understand that part of me <laughs> mm -hmm. and uh, you know another challenge is of, of course uh, manpower you would like to hire top talent <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who doesn't absolutely. but mm -hmm. as a startup you can only do so much with the resources that you have. You have to take also into consideration the 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 competition. You know, mm. check them out and then see what they're what they're doing and you mm. know market trends. And in my my um, department and my in in where in my field anyway. Mm -hmm. And you know, of course the balancing work and uh, and personal yeah. time is also oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> challenge. And uh, you know, not to mention finding um reliable vendors. <laughs> that's also yes, yes. for us at Mangtas, that's also a big a big challenge. But yeah, it's what we're all about. So mm. we're you know, we're totally hyper focused on on that and uh, you know, finances of course, you know, you can't just mm -hmm. we're no we're not Google, so <laughs> we don't have <laughs> all, all, all of the all of the funds. And then well those are off the top of my head some of the 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 challenge of being an entrepreneur. But you know, it's it's, it's these these are the challenges that push us to we, if we're not challenged then you know, we're just we're not going to improve as much. Yes, yes. I mean, okay. I I, I really want to say thank you, first of all, because you're very authentic. Uh, <laughs> all the answers that you gave me, I, I can really genuinely feel that it really 
you know, all, okay, all my guests on that show, they are very authentic, <laughs> everything, but like you also like, you know, um, so authentic and, you know, I can really see that is really coming from your heart. And then you're just sharing hundred percent authentic you. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, thank you for that. <laughs> Thank you. I really appreciate nice it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, the two uh, more questions. Um, so, do do you have any life mantra that you live by? Well, I always find myself telling myself to choose happiness. <laughs> mm. It's quite simple, but um, yeah. That, yeah, if, if I choose happiness, then, you know, I can barely, barely go wrong. When I was a, mm. a kid, <laughs> a long time ago, when I was still a teenager, <laughs> I came across this Chinese proverb. Don't worry, this is not a, a long story. <laughs> <Let's see. laughs> I came across this old Chinese proverb, and then it said, the person who goes out of their house in search for happiness is chasing after a shadow. And I was like... Oh, wow. I was like, hmm, the Chinese are supposed to be really smart and wise. I mean, yeah. why would they say, you know, I, I don't have to go out of my house. Hello. You know, we go yeah. out. How can you be happy if you're just stuck in your house? Wow. But, you know, through through the years, that just, I you know, I, I was just so puzzled with that for some reason. Mm-hmm. But then eventually I real, you know, as you get older, you realize that indeed, you don't have to go out of your house to be happy because happiness starts within you. And if you're in, you know yourself and then you just, um, you know, you just feel good inside, then it's easy to just be happy where you're sitting right now without having to travel to other countries or we have without having to go shopping or without yes. having to you know yeah go to the beach of course it makes you happy but if you're you already already sad when you go out of your house and you go to the beach just to give you a lift you know uh to lift you up it's just kind of like a band-aid that you put mm. on yourself wow i'm my hurt is like filled with like I don't know how to explain this, like joy and happiness and all the great feelings right now. I'm just like, I'm having so much fun with you, like recording this podcast episode. I was laughing a lot, I was smiling, but like now I feel like crying out of joy, out of <laughs> happiness because <laughs> what you just said, what you just shared with us is so like touching. It's like, yeah, you, you got me think. If I'm going to think about this happiness after uh our conversation (laughs) (laughs) so yeah uh one last question so i ask this question to every guest on on the podcast so uh what's your favorite book that you like to recommend to our listeners 
Mm, well, I would say the Montessori toddler because <laughs> I pretty much read the par- parenting <laughs> books these days. Yes, yes. <laughs> but seriously, if it comes to like business-related books, and to be honest, I haven't been yeah reading a lot. A lot. I can only have so allocate so much time. However, I find myself um, through through the years always going back to Guy Kawasaki's The Art of the Start book. <laughs> I I love uh, I I've loved uh, him and and that book, but you know when I have time I plan on reading more of Simon Sinek's books, and mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm, maybe mm-hmm. after I give birth when I can go running again listen to his podcast, <laughs> but that's oh, yeah. you know after I listen to Lucy Jian's self <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Wow, such an honor. You're going to listen to my podcast and then you're going to listen to Simon Sinek's yep. podcast. Wow. I, wow. <laughs> it's an honor. Wow. Yeah. I mean, first of all, I love Simon Sinek. I'm a huge fan as well. And guys, guys, guy, uh, guy Kawasaki, I haven't read the book, but uh, a lot of people actually recommended that book. Actually, I might, I really mm. need to try that. I need, really need to read that book. But I, I really like. Uh, I listened to a couple of his podcast episodes as well. He's really, he's an amazing yeah. Uh, person. So, uh, yeah, uh, I really need to check out that book now. <laughs> now <laughs> you mention it, so now I remember again. <laughs> And I think it's you oh. check it out before you plan on on starting something. Then mm. you know it's still fresh because oh. it's kind of like a gives you a, a guide when you're you're starting up a business. Mm. Kind of like a kind of kind of like a checklist, I think, or you know, just. But yeah, I think you can also just read it for inspiration. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, yeah, yeah, I will definitely check it out. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. that's that's it for today's uh, podcast interview. Is there anything that you'd like to share uh, before we wrap up? Well, uh, um, thank you, thank you, Lucy, for for um, getting me as a guest on your beautiful and informative show. Um, you know, it's I'm I'm sure there there are a lot of other. Um, inspiring guests on your show but when it comes to to Mangtas we're a B2B outsourcing marketplace you know we vet our vendors if you would like to avail of our services you can simply go online on our website www.mangtas.com and you know feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn and ask me ask me anything and also connect with Lucy here she's she's so great <laughs> 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 yeah and so yeah. yeah linkedin is the best place to to find me thank you yeah of course and also actually i found uh you know a jackie uh from her podcast actually so um i loved her energy because her podcast uh, episodes are also on youtube as well when you actually just type mangtas podcast and you're gonna see a lot of videos there and uh, you're going to love her energy. You're going to see her videos and her interviews as well. Uh, she's a wonderful uh, interviewer. So uh, you will enjoy that as well. And then I'm going to link everything in the show note, uh, mangtas.com and her LinkedIn. And uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, other places that you can, you know, you can find more about uh, Mangtas and her. 
So yeah, Thank thanks you, so Lucy. much. <laughs> thanks so much, Jackie. Thank you. You have a you have a nice day and uh, good luck in all your endeavors. Thank you for joining us this week. Hope you learned something new from this episode, and now you are motivated and fired up to make your dream come true. Make sure to share with others who might need to listen to this podcast because this is something they needed to listen to to be inspired. We never know. Lastly, be sure to subscribe and follow Self Made Express with Lucy John on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Or wherever you listen to podcasts, and I will talk to you very soon. Thanks for being here. <laughs>